Good morning. Good morning. So glad you're with us this morning. Well, it's my privilege to introduce our speaker this morning. Um, he has a guest with him, Brian. We just want to say good morning to Brian. So glad he's with us this morning. But Georgian, we've known Georgian a long time, and he's been a great friend of the house. He's poured into us many times, and him and his wife are just an amazing couple that just go around the world, and it's just Jesus to everybody. Doesn't matter who they are, what they do, or what they can do or can't do. They just go in and just love on everybody and just bring Jesus to everybody and how much Jesus loves them. And they just, you can't just be around them and you just feel the love of Jesus all the time. And it's authentic and real. So help me, would you guys stand and help me welcome Georgie and Banoff. Happy, happy Easter, everybody. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Resurrected Lord, resurrected Jesus. We worship the resurrected Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's risen. He's risen, risen, and live forevermore. And we are co-risen with him. We are co-raised with him. Wow, come on. This is a good, good day to be here to be alive in the, in, the, in the bride of Christ, part of the bride of Christ. We're celebrating. So good to see you. Last time, I think it was outdoor. It was also great. Nice weather here to do that. But now we're indoor anywhere. We are the seated with heavenly places. Indoor, outdoor, whatever. But we are seated in the spirit in heavenly places. Amen. You can't lock us in. You can't do anything to us. We are untouchable. I mean, in the spirit, absolutely. And, and sometimes they try to crap us in. And, and, uh, but the, the real spirit, the real born-again believer is untouchable. The wicked one touches it not. Come on, somebody. Woo! You're part of the untouchable bride of Christ. And if you ask me, you're also part of the invisible because we're hidden in Christ. Go figure that one. Our life, our true life, our relationship with the Lord, our union with the Lord is absolutely even invisible to the darkness. They could tell we're around, but they can't quite see us because Christ has hidden us in himself spiritually. Woo! And we're seated above that kingdom of uh, the world, darkness, second heaven, whatever they call it. We're seated above. Amen. So I carry good news. I carry the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ who co-seated us as he was raised. First of all, he co-crucified us. The Greek word is co-crucified. I have been co-crucified, Galatians 2.20. I have been co-crucified with Christ. And uh, it's a different number word, different Greek word than just crucified. This is, uh, talks about this uh, mystical uh, co-death with him to the co-crucifixion. He included us in his death. So you might as well include yourself. Otherwise, religion will keep haunting you to keep killing yourself. 
keep dying to yourself as though you could do that daily. Like, wow, so you didn't do a good job yesterday. No wonder you have to do it again. Well, the scripture doesn't have nothing to do with dying to self. That particular scripture that King James uses is, is, a, is a whole chapter is about not be afraid of risking your life for the gospel. Kind of like going to Ukraine now and preaching the gospel in Kiev or something. That, that will be, I die daily, meaning any day, any, in fact, several times. He says, I have life-threatening situation often hourly. This is exactly in Kiev, our brothers and sisters are going through that. Any, any time a rocket can come, and that's what die daily means. Mean not be afraid, like the, the, their, bless his heart, the, 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 their president, and there's so many of his staff that I've seen live interviews. Uh, no, we're not going away. We're staying here. Offered by American government to take you out and save your life. No, no, I'm here. To, I'm here, front line. I'm with a this and that and gun, and I'm, I'm ready to die for my country. That's a die daily. Not dying to self. Because if your kid died to self, go ahead. Lord, you stay up there. Don't worry about it. Don't get bloody and messy. Just, you just, we're going to do the messy, bloody stuff. No, he can't do this. That's why he had to come and die. Like uh, yesterday was Saturday, so Friday, the Good Friday. Why they call it good? Because Jesus did did the impossible, the the no good, the the horrible, so that we can have His good, His goodness, His His resurrection. Amen. But before the resurrection, also have to be a, a co-barrier, co-buried, and that's again another uh, Greek word, uh, different than buried. Then one thing is buried, but to be co-buried, you have to be with someone. Too wrapped up in the cloth, you know, not. So Jesus wasn't buried alone. You and I were co-buried with him. That's the good news. I know it's a little bit trippy in the mind because, you know, the mind goes, well, I have not been in no grave, you know. What are you talking about? Your brain has got its own mind sometime and likes to control us, you know. And, and, and sometime I've learned now, I have to say to my, my mind to shut up and, and don't, Talk to me when, unless I want to talk. Okay, so don't don't you talking to me uh, unless you're talking the word, unless I hear. So don't cloud in your thinking and my natural thinking the mind of Christ because I have the mind of Christ because Christ is in me, and the way I know how the difference because my mind talks through here, God's mind talks through my heart because He is in my heart. Amen. Woo, not a lot of difference, you know, that's distance, but huge difference. You know, heaven speaking, the Lord speaking through, through in, in my newborn spirit, your newborn spirit. And, and so, and, and often the mind, uh, natural mind, wants to talk all kinds of stuff. In my case, um, I experienced the, uh, you know, of course, for those of you who don't know my accent, I'm definitely not from Texas. I was, I was, I was, um, I was on a Texan American meeting, like in the courts of Texas, I got uh, accepted as a citizen in Tyler, Texas. But originally I was born in Bulgaria and raised within the communist countries uh, where the communists have established their vicious rule and, and reign, uh, established through nothing but murder, 
uh, murdering absolutely every day, everybody that uh, you know disagree with them. Absolute murder. And that's that's how the communists start. Don't don't make mistake. They're not they're not like okay with you if you disagree. You're dead. Or, 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 you know, this is the way they are. Anyways, so I managed to, uh, to uh, rebel in my way against this communistic indoctrination. You know, Lenin was supposed to be our daddy. That's how we were trained as children. I did not like Lenin. So around my early teens, I, in my early teens, I heard another Lenin, John Lennon. I liked that daddy. I said, that, that could be my daddy. So, so me and three boys started the first rock band in Bulgaria to be like a, a, a newfound daddy. And, and, uh, and we were not very good at all to start with, but there was no way to prove because we were the first rock band. So that's okay, this is what rock and roll is like. Well, so they put us on national television and, and vir- virtually overnight, I mean, there was only one channel in a whole television. So there was black and white. So there was nothing else to surf, to look around. And so overnight, we became the number one band in Bulgaria, and then there's no number two. So this is, this is how we ruled the top ten charts <laughs> for quite a while. Anyways, eventually, comments realized they made a really bad mistake because at any of our shows, like a live shows, that young people would come, and huge, from small to large places, were filled with young people, uh, stirred up, and, you know, I mean, to the communist. A group of young people clapping, it's, it's like a revolution. It's, it's dangerous because they, they don't like any freedom and young people have excitement. So we stir the, the excitement. And uh, it kind of reminded me another time when, <laughs> because religious people and communists are very similar. They're very, very similar. All in control. Shh, quiet. Focus. I'm talking, you know. And, and it's kind of like, uh, I remember being... Uh, in in Poland uh, uh, back then, still under communism, still around, and we had a, a band called Silverwind, and we managed to go uh, across into Poland and sort of semi minister to the underground church, semi unto some of the overground church, so to speak. And so we were in this, uh, I think Lutheran church, I can't remember exactly, but and and I got a message from the pastor. We were uh, in a back stage room, praying, getting ready. Uh, and so I got a message from the pastor, and he says, tell the leader, George, means me, and tell, uh, to tell the people not to clap, because it's a Lent, you know, it's a season of, uh, just before Christmas, before Easter or something like that. And, and we're, uh, we're asking, please, tell the people, please do not clap. And, and I, I, says, I, I send the message back to the message. I said, please Tell the pastor, I cannot do that. Because the Bible says, clap your hands. Oh, you people sing the loud shout and have praise. And so I will break the Bible, and I'm not going to do that. But he's welcome. This is his place. Let him make any announcement he wants, because this is his house. I cannot do that. So we start. And, of course, the first whatever song we were, I will give him glory and Boom, everybody stand up and start clapping. I didn't say a thing. I didn't say a word. And, and I'm looking at the pastor, my, and he's like sitting there. All of a sudden, he, I see him taking a picture. I go, okay, it's all right. So he's taking a picture. It's fine. You know, made it. But, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, ex, you know, take parts of who Jesus is and what God is, what the Spirit is. Like, 
Like, for instance, Joy. I actually finally have a book, and it's called Joy. It's my first book. I'll do some signing in the back there. And so um, Joy is like, by the way, I have a tremendous article that I'm so thankful that, that Charisma did a whole article on, on what we're doing with the children. And Brian is one of the hugest supporters of ours. I tell you, this is a generous person, generous, great guy, a great evangelist. And so we honor you. We honor you, Brian. Thank you. He flew. He's a great friend as well and an uh, amazing evangelist. He flew yesterday and, uh, to just drive me around, to hang out. To, so thank you so much. Anyways, uh, joy is a big deal uh, for me, of course, for all of us as believers. But... I happen to to just uh, uh, personify a joy in, in some level that I am I'm excited about. Anyways, but I've I've always kind of you know kind of like pushed some in, in kind of a little bit into the area of joy uh, because to me joy is not something that that you could uh, uh, first of all joy is, is a, to me is a spirit it's a spirit of God through the spirit is love joy. Peace and so on, and so uh, I was at this conference up up in Vermont somewhere a long time ago, and 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 so I'm just preaching probably about the cross or something, the finished works of Christ, and joy explodes and, and people laughing, rejoicing. The next the next speaker uh, after me says, "Okay, season of joy is over. <laughs> now it's uh, I'm going. I'm taking to the desert. We're going to work on your character, you know and." So everybody like, oh, hey. and so at at the dinner, uh, the uh, one of the young leaders approaches me and said, "Brother Banoff, when you're pre- preaching, uh, wherever that joy exploded, we felt so good." And then the next speaker, uh, like, uh, just shut the, shut the joy out. We felt like we were doing something wrong, so we are confused. I go, "Don't worry, I'm the last speaker, the last." Next session is the, the final session of the conference. I'll make sure that you're not going to go home confused. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And so it's kind of that could be, you know, because you just want to mind your colleagues and stuff. So I'm going, you know, there is, there is really, in, in some way, there isn't any seasonality in God's character and nature. You know, so you can't, like, you can't say, okay, season of love is over. Okay, no more loving. What next? Oh, hating? I mean, I don't know. What, what, what can we do to not love and stop loving? How, how can that be? Or, oh, y'all too peaceful, you know that? Well, don't you know there's, there's gas prices, there's terrorists, there's, you know, and, and uh, so what? Give me the worry look? Should, should go like that? Oh, no, yeah. You can't do this to us because... We are born again by the Prince of Peace. Peace is in, 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 inherent to us, to who we are, because he is. In fact, in fact, he says, you know, trouble we'll have, gas prices and shortages and this and that we'll often have, but be at peace. I am, you know, I give you my peace. I, I'm leaving. I'm not just kind of say, be peace. Okay, see you later in heaven. No, he's inside us, the Prince of Peace. Peace has authority. Amen. This, this, is, this is God. God is 
God is peace. Kind of like God is love. He doesn't just love you now and then when he's in the mood. He is always, he is love. The essence of love, the essence of God is one of the same. And, and we kind of accepted about that. But about joy, it's a little different. Well, it's not different, really. Joy is always, it's never really a bad time to rejoice. In fact, if we're going to the desert, more so rejoice because that's what we needed. We need when the character is, is being worked on. You know, in tribulation, rejoice. Because that's what we needed. It's not it's something just like an emotion. It is, touches emotions, but it's a spirit. It's, it's the, the spirit. God, you know, one thing, God is joyful. That's the reason we should rejoice. Not because, okay, feel good about a little bit. No, it, he is joyful. And I don't think they would get that. I think we get that God is like sometime joyful. But even during the cross, bearing the cross, Ahead, in order for him to endure the cross, he looked at joy. It, for the joy set ahead, he endured because of the joy. Because, what was the joy? The joy is us, having us in his presence and having, us, uh, having himself being able to be inside us. Come on, somebody. You know, we're not just, he's not just around us, he is, but also he's in us. And so, and so the, the, the great, the great joy of the Lord that endured the, the most horrible thing, he who was innocent beyond pain, the fact that he was innocent and pure and holy to, to embrace our sinfulness so that he can give us his righteousness. That's huge, you know. That, 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 that is, and, and, and not having, uh, having momentarily, uh, sort of, Isolation from the Father, which he's never experienced. I mean, guys, God never, never practiced dying. He never knew what death is. Experientially, he didn't. So imagine, like, deciding. I mean, before foundation, they decided he's going to uh, really experience human death due to the fall. We died because we did what God said, do not do, or if you do, you will die, meaning you'll be separated from us, Right? And sure enough, Adam and Eve went for it. Adam and Eve. And, and death took place. That, meaning separation from God took place. It was so severe that it couldn't be fixed on the spot. God is merciful, forgiving. Adam was remorseful, of course. And please, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, you're forgiven. But I can't fix you. What you did is unfixable. The only way it can be fixed if I become human like you and if I die and I take your unfixable problem on me, that's when I can fix you. Because we separate and that's it. You can't rewind. Whoop, do it again. No, it's done. It is done. It's sort of, it is finished. <laughs> but, it took another, it is finished, when Jesus would be, uh, become human, or God would become human and become Jesus and, and to do what he did and to go all the way, uh, uh, not just doing good like he did, healing people and everything, which was just for prelude, for, for a taste of what is going to happen. Uh, beyond that, he will actually, um, you know, go to a death of, to take our deadness. On the cross, he took our 
deadness to, toward God, our separation from God, that I, you know, the, and so on. All the fall, the, the consequences of the fall, he took it upon himself. So that was the, that was the, bad, the, the bad stuff. And that's when, when he said, Father, Father, where are you? What, what's, what's happening? He felt abandoned for that period around the cross as God withdrew you know, his, uh, his sensible presence. Anyway, so he did the unthinkable. And, and again, it, it was joy of, of accomplishing. Uh, accomplishing, and I'm going to use the uh, message, excuse me, the Passion Translation. Um, message was my 90s go-to Bible. <laughs> when it came out, it was just, the message was rocking. Um, and still is in so many ways. But, but I particularly, I'm, uh, have you had Brian here, Brian Simmons? That's amazing. He's the author, or the lead leader of the, the, the Passion Translation. And, and there is the, the spot in, in uh, John 19, uh, verse, uh, verse 20. 28, and so this took place 2,000 years ago, approximately, um, on Friday when he was crucified, and, and Jesus, uh, knowing his mission is accomplished, and, and to fulfill the scripture, Jesus says, I'm thirsty, and, and as a jar of sour wine was sitting nearby, they, they soaked the sponge with it and put it on, on the stalk of hyssop and raised it up to his lips. Uh, when he had sipped the sour wine, he says, it is finished. It is finished, my bride. This is how this translation goes. And when he bowed his head and surrendered, and then he's, he bowed his head and surrendered his spirit to God. And so in the translation um, below, by the way, the Brian Simmons notes, uh, the, the Passion Translations are incredible. They're, they're just, I often read more of that than even, because you, you know the text, but you don't know um, all the, uh, he's, Brian is an expert in um, the, uh, he, the translation is sort of from, rather than from the Greek translation, which majority translations are, uh, he's taken it more from uh, Aramaic point because he's, he's expert in Aramaic and Hebrew, of course, but the Aramaic because, of course, Jesus spoke Aramaic. Um, so anyways, it's amazing. We, we go to Israel all the time in the past 10 years or so with Brian and just amazing how he shares this powerful revelation he's got with us. Hopefully we'll go back again. We, we stopped going because of the pandemic, but also because you have to be vaccinated to go there and, and now they lift it off so you don't have to be vaccinated to go there. So most likely next February we're going to go again. Um, meanwhile, there, there's the, the note. Uh, it says, this is from the, so it is finished. It's a phrase uh, that in Hebrew, the word is kala. Kala. It's a synonym. How do you say it in English? Homonym. That's it. Thank you. 
homonym. Synonym, and oh, this is homonym. Anyways, you guys speak better the English than me, obviously. So, homonym. It has got different meanings, couple of meanings, several meanings, okay? And so, uh, this can mean that it is finished. The the kalal, the Hebrew kalal word, uh, it can mean fulfillment, fulfilled, completed, and bride. It's bride. Beside fulfillment, it's also bride. Uh, so Jesus finished the work of salvation. This is his note for his bride. Uh, the translation has, has combined both concepts. Um, uh, for uh, a fascinating study, study of the Hebrew word is used for bride and finished um, with. Anyways, uh, this is kind of what I wanted to bring it up uh, because. It, it makes sense to me, however you, you want to take it, definitely study it and read it. But it does make sense to me that, that his joy, the joy that was set ahead was to be able to marry us someday when, when we finally believe it. All right? And so, so that's, we, we know that we're part of his bride. And we also know that he's not like a, a bored, uh, tired Husband, he's a, a excited bridegroom. He never loses his first love for his bride. We humanly maybe, but he never does. And and so he's rejoicing like a young bridegroom. That's what scripture actually says over his bride, because young bridegroom bridegrooms are very excited, and 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 rightfully so. And uh, and so uh, he is it's like always in love. And always rejoicing, like the first kiss, like a first love. In fact, that's what he keeps saying. Come back to your first love. Don't, don't abandon that. The first connection with me. Because I am always excited over you. I'm like, can I kiss you? You know, kind of thing. Like, he's excited about a connection. Amen. A love connection. And that is joy. Unspeakable. Uh, so, <clears throat> so really... My uh, sort of joy anointing that uh, we're kind of famous for, well, it's because of love. And honestly, the ministering to God's people is the most amazing, you know, invigorating experience because you're the bride of Christ. Yes. Often, as, as a, there was amazing worship today, by the way. Let's give them a big God bless because it's awesome. Where are you? Guys, it's amazing. Paris, uh, are you around still? Or no. Okay. Paris, is yours. It was singing, not the first song, the second one, but the third one or something, or fourth song. I can't remember which song, but. Uh, okay, so this, who was this girl? Kirsten. Kirsten. Okay, so Kirsten has this, very, uh, the first time he sang, it was like a very childlike, just uh, pure, pure childlike sound of her voice, you know, it's amazing, I go, wow, and then when Paris sang her third or fourth song, all of a sudden, I just, I just feel a revolution in your voice, a Holy Spirit revolution, intensity in your voice, Paris, I just feel that, and it's like, so I'm saying, Lord, do we have a word, and, and the Lord says, that, give her a word that, to expect a, a song that God wants to give you. To go with that revolutionary spirit that you already have, and you have you know, worked on it and so developed it, 
but your, your power kicks in and that because you're like a, a, a warrior leader in the spirit, you know, and kind of like, you know, in Israel, they, they would, uh, first the singers go first, you know, contrary to sort of natural logic, not the ones who are, the, but the singers, they're the power of God through praise, right? Jehoshaphat and everything. It's like, you worship, I'll do the killing. I'll do the, I'll do the, 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 the thing that, that, that for you is even too much as an army. It's like you're surrounded. So you just do the praise. And is your praise in, my, uh, in the rhythm of my, with me, you know, I will set the ambush on the enemy and I'll just... And all, you, all you're going to do is, is go and take the spoil. And get ready because it might take three days because a lot of spoil, right? So this is how God thinks. You know, so... So he carried that revolutionary, uh, brave uh, kind of spirit, inspiring. So whatever that song is that God wants to give you, you just release it on you and just say, Lord, open the heart and the pen of a ready writer and maybe a, a, a team that will help working on these songs. And you just release that uh, because she's the leader, at least right now she was the leader. And, and, uh, and I, we just, Lord, release this, this anthem, these, these songs that... They will lead us uh, into the conquest, into the battle, the, into your victory. And release us from the strife and the stress that we got to do this. And well, my, we got surrounded, we got lots of enemies around us. Oh no, what are we going to do? And Father, release us from that spirit. And Lord, release us into just worshiping you. Be caught up, be, be lost in the praises. Be lost in who you are. Not just the, not just the praises, but you. Who you are praising you, lost in you, really. Ooh, praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and uh, Debbie, you greeted me with the most amazing, uh, just when we start sound checking stuff, Debbie came and she's like, <laughs> I know exactly, so good thing we have rails here, because she was just drunk in the Holy Spirit. Drunk in the Spirit. And that is the best greeting <laughs> <laughs> like my wife is like that. She's like, uh, you know. And and leaders, we we our job is to be continuously saturating ourselves with the spirit. Everybody, but we're all leaders in a different way. But especially spiritual leaders, we we got a number number one job is to get lost in Jesus and stay lost in Jesus and lead through that. Uh, it's not being out of control, but being out of human control, being, you know, and this whole, uh, this church, uh, of course, Ryan, I don't know how old were you, Ryan, when, when I first came, it was in another building. How old were you then? Were you even around? <laughs> okay, so I, I remember, I think we offended some people because Dan McCullough played guitar. And he's an old rock and roll guitarist. I'm a, I'm a rock and roll drummer, for, formerly. So we got together in that old building, and he cranked, the, cranked up this big, big, some sort of a, like, stack of, and it was loud. It was so good. He never played that, that way since then. So maybe we, we offended someone, but I don't know. Praise the Lord, whatever it was. But it was for Jesus. And I just, I never forget playing that violin with that loud guitar. Oh, wow. Anyways. Uh, but that's when we started. Uh, 
in that building, my, my first uh, you know, connect. And then, of course, you guys built this and, uh, amazing facility. Praise the Lord. And, and we've known each other for basically the 90s, mid, mid-90s when we connected. And, and, uh, and so, praise the Lord for our journey together. Amen. I'm very honored and thankful for the fact that you don't have to explain me and stuff. And say, hey, George and Bad, if we love you. Okay, thank you. So I can be me. I am, not every church is like that. And obviously... Uh, and not every church is Winnie-friendly. My wife, you know, she feels okay. It's a, it's a Winnie-friendly church. I can actually let her come by, without me, and it'll be safe, you know. Winnie's safe. Winnie's safe place. <laughs> because you understand that some of that human, you know, looking a little disorderly or looking that somebody ran, you know, and my, my, my friend goes, wow, did you see that? lady running, and I'm going, Brian, when we were nearly divorced, like we're in the edge of a complete divorce, we, we, there was about 90, in the 90s, uh, we went through difficult times, and our marriage was over, and I didn't know how to, you know, resurrect my wife, uh, what to do, she was completely backslidden, she, she left the ministry, I, I'm not offending her, she, she's totally like that, and she got a Great job at Nordstrom's perfumes or something like that. She switched her girlfriends were all like her, uh, not not Christian, and she just didn't want to have anything to to do with Christianity. In that sense, still believe in God, but not not the Christianity. And so I was trying with everything I can, and and I finally gave up. I said, "God, there's nothing I can do. This is so we're going to go through divorce." And and so somehow, I just God made some arrangement through art, by the way. My, my wife is also, also an artist. But she was, even that was, was clipped, you know, religion got a hold of all, even that. So she didn't touch any art for, for a long time. And a friend of ours, John Dawson, I think you may have heard of him. He's from the YWAM, Youth Release Mission, uh, came to the little church that my wife would go very rarely now and then, but she went there. And he, he gave a prophetic word that, uh, God will, will restore her art. This is in the middle of where we're nearly going to be divorced. And she says her hands start to burn. And she goes, Lord, don't tease me. Don't, don't, don't play with me. You know, like, if this word is true, <clears throat> that I will be, you will want to restore my art. I, and so she puts a bold, <laughs> she says, if this, is, this word is true, then I want to see Three jobs offered art jobs with money, like paid jobs. That was her, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And guess what? Within two weeks, three jobs landed. Like she hadn't painted for years and years, a decade or more. And all of a sudden, three jobs, all paid, two for Billy Graham Association and one for, uh, for uh, what's the software company in Seattle? Microsoft, Microsoft, and Billy Graham. Three jobs, goodly. And one of the jobs for Billy Graham, uh, the art design and everything, where her partner was so uh, was played in this huge, uh, like a, a, a televised event satellite. Back then, it was a little different technology, but nevertheless, the point is that uh, something like six hundred million people saw. 
that video, which she was in the background creating the art for. So it was a visual, well-paid, but also very visual, visible art. From zero to, to 600, like this, like this. And that was the first thing God did for her. And, and then she started to paint again a little bit. And, of course, to paint, you got to set up the easels and things like that. And it takes a couple hours and, and put cover this. And, and then it takes another couple hours to take, tear it down. I'm going... Why don't you just leave this stuff here? Because we had a nice living room with, uh, with a nice parquet floor, which is like an art studio. I, my mother was an artist. And she goes, well, what about the furniture? I says, lose the furniture. The, who cares? I mean, it, this is really meaningful to you. Just, just do it. And uh, uh, one week I come home from the trip. No furniture, easels everywhere. She's painting away. My assistant secretary, she was also an artist, so she joined, and, and her girlfriend, so three of them painting away, and, and was like, that was the first revival, soul speaking. But it was God, you know, and God says, support it, and I did everything I can. And, and after all the support, and all, she, they'd even, they even made an exhibition and stuff like that, uh, soul paintings, and then I, I says, huh, you, you got to go with me to this revival meetings. And I think really it should be with me. And she goes, oh no. She didn't want to go, but because I was so supportive, she couldn't say no. <laughs> really, that's exactly what it was. She says, okay, it's, where is it? Florida, all the way from, okay. Uh, so I'll go, but you just got to give me, let me have the, the car key, rent the car key. And I'm going to use your credit card because your credit has no limit. Mine does for various reasons. But yours doesn't. So I'm going to use your credit card and I'm going to go shopping for the week. If it's, it's a religious meeting that I, that I used to and I don't like to be a part of. Okay? So you, you, you're going to burn for a while paying the payments and the, and the shopping. I go, okay, Lord, here we go. So first meeting. First worship start. It was a South African evangelist. Me and around. First meeting. Worship starts within minutes of the worship. The anointing, the presence of God came, hit her. And I'll never forget the, the face of revival for me is my wife unprepared for crying. So she had a, a, a normal mascara, not, not the waterproof, but just the regular nothing happens in church kind. You know, and so, so she's like two lane highway here, <gasps> three lane highway, <gasps> Like, she hadn't cried in years in the presence of God. And Jesus apparently showed up, gave a huge hug, and restored her right on the spot. Boom. Praise the Lord. And back to Brian's story, that they were literally, i not exaggerated, always literally within 100 people or more running like a sister, except in both directions. Constantly up and down the aisles. And I was like, I could not feel a thing. Okay, my uh, my shut up uh, alarm clock. Anyways, my my uh, I I I was not feeling anything. I, I was very confused at first. I'm going, what is this? Like, why is everybody laughing? The, the the preacher lost his train of thought. He's not saying a joke. He's not saying anything. Everybody's laughing. It's like, what? I mean, I was like a little offended. Anyways, but my wife, wow! I was excited. Thank you, Lord. You're touching my wife. I don't know about everything else. And these people running. 
fast and nobody hit, no nose bleeding, no, not, no accident. So I'm going, wow, that was a sign for me. That's like something goalie ghost is here. I don't, can't feel it, but anyways, but uh, more Lord. Well, it's been a, a wonderful joy to be part of this Easter celebration with you. And again, um, we have uh, not just resurrection, but we have glorious co-death experience. So any uh, thing that your old mind uh, is, might try to tell you, uh, again, tell your mind to shut up. Thank you. Okay. Unless you, unless you did tell me the word of God. Only scriptures, I, I, I don't, you know, anyways, I had to learn to do that. And I, and I know the power of the natural mind and the, and the, and the uh, uh, transformation. Because when I came to America, I escaped, example, from Iron Curtain, and came in. Within, within a year, I met the Jesus people on the street preaching the gospel. Praise the Lord for freedom and freedom to preach the gospel publicly. And, and that's what these guys down in, in, in L.A. area was preaching and somehow got me, uh, I don't know, how a, a communist race like me, who are absolute atheists, and, and they had a word of knowledge. And the Lord told them, don't talk to them. He's not getting it. Just offer food. That will work really, really well. And that was an accurate word of knowledge they were good at. And that word worked. And so I got fed into Jesus. It took two months of free dinner, but they cooked <laughs> relentlessly. You know, I tell you, and I know the difference. It's one thing for the, to get Georgian out of communism. It's another thing to get the communism out of Georgian. Only Jesus can do that. Only when I received the Lord and opened my heart and he came, he set me free from that old communistic uh, uh, philosophy and atheism and everything. And of course, I have memory of it, but it's no longer controlling Amen. And so, so we have, we have uh, again, a little uh, tipsy right now. And I, I know I'm supposed to stop because we have an alarm and we, we, we said yes. And I totally forgot uh, to look about the clock. But I'm totally, uh, one of my mentors, my father in the Lord, is John Osteen. And I will never forget him saying, now, now, George, listen to me. Remember this. Blessed are those who preach short, they will be invited again. You know, so, so I'm just, <laughs> just, anyways, love you guys. You're amazing. And I just released the red, well, stand up right now. Father, thank you so much for the cross and the, and, and the fact that you already co-crucified our old communistic nature. In my case, in whatever nature everyone had that has been nailed to the cross. We celebrate that. Why don't you raise your hand and, and I just, Lord, I just pray you experience, everyone experience that the nails have gone through our head. One nail through two hands. We, we've been co, I, our old identity has been nailed to the cross. We celebrate that. We celebrate our death to our old being, to our old independent self-existence. We just nail it to the cross freshly. We celebrate it. That you did it. And then, Lord, we, we somehow, uh, as, as one of the translations, I believe the Catholic Bible says, we walked into the tomb. How visual. So, look, we're, we're a quick journey down to the, to the tomb where you were buried. We were co-buried too. And, and thank you, Lord, that uh, this third day uh, you were raised by the Holy Spirit. You are raised, and we are raised with you. 
Where you are, so we in the spirit, we're seated with you. We're seated you. Would, you uh, would you be able to extend your hand to the person next to you if you're next to a person? And, and, and just say, Lord, we, we are co-raised and we're co, co-seated together. So just touch your friend, touch your neighbor, touch your wife, house, spouse, whatever. And so we co-seated together. We're not alone. Uh, it's not just lonely with you, but together. We are body. We're your bride. And we're experiencing that resurrection and also re- re- being seated in a place of authority far above and any author- anything on earth. And we declare, of course, this Passover is... Uh, so Easter is also the Passover. So as Moses declared, uh, let my people go. Lord, we declare right now uh, that leadership phrase, let, let the body of Christ go. and uh, Go from your control. Pharaohs, uh, you, you're going you're gonna to be following the same pattern and the Pharaoh of Egypt uh, eventually being drowned in the burial. Drowned. In a drown in a in a sea, drown in a sea, our old enemy has already been defeated, and 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 we declare the defeat of the old, and our co-union with you, co-union with you. Wow, Lord, I bless, I bless uh, all the married couples right now. Let's go ahead and hug your bride, hug your uh, spouse, and just Lord, we just refresh the marriages because we are first of all married to you. And, and, of course, if you're a widow or if you're not even married, uh, whatever the case may be, or divorce, you just roll away the shame completely, 100%. And, and you are married to Christ. We're all married. There's no, there's no bachelors in the kingdom of God. Amen. We're all married to Jesus. And, Lord, we're just celebrating our co-union with you. Come on, let's just, let's just praise him a little bit for that. Come on, Lord Jesus. We celebrate you. We glory in you. Oh, shout. Shout, Hosanna. Shout to the king. Come on, the drums. Give me one, one roll with them. Yay. Let's make a little joyful noise. One more time. A resurrection and ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Come on, one shout of joy. Oh, what a morning. Well, we want to take an opportunity to be able to invest in Georgian and his wife, Winnie. They go, he didn't talk about it today, but they go all over the world and be with children, minister to children. They go into the dumps and do these magnificent banquets where they put out the best spreads. They bring in tablecloths. They do it right because everybody is worthy. And they go into the lonely places and bring Jesus to them. So if you can get prepared to give, we want to give a love offering to them today. Um, there's how to do it. It's on the screen. Um, you can also give in the war chest up here. Um, if you put it in the giving stations, please mark it guest speaker or Georgian so we make sure and get that to them. Um, but let's give generously this morning as he's poured out this morning. Can we do that, mission family? All right. Woo. The king is in the room. Right? His presence is here, which means he's here.
So let's go out this morning singing this song together as we celebrate this Easter morning.